Thanks for joining us in our journey of talking with God. Our goal is to encourage people to pray more often and to shed the stigma that talking with God is complicated or has some special formula. There is no special sauce. God, our Father, is there to listen to us in all seasons. Whether you're in a happy mood or maybe you're facing some struggles and find yourself angry at the world, or even God himself, he is still there. Each week, we bring you a single prayer from a single person. They can choose to remain anonymous or provide their identity. That part is not important. What is important, however, is their prayer. We all pray differently, and our goal each episode is to show you how this one person prays to God. We hope you enjoy your time here with us. If you do enjoy the content, then please subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. Thanks for joining me again here on Talking With God. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Normally, I would say join me, but it's actually now going to be for joining us because today I get to do an interview with my new co-host. His name is Joshua Marsh, and we're going to do a little interview and and talk about God a little bit just to give you a chance to meet him. So, uh, Josh, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for... Uh, having me. I'm I'm really excited to be a part of this whole thing. I think it's just outstanding. Yeah, it's it, it's been awesome uh, as an experience for me personally, but one of the things that, that I've found is that for me, like having an actual conversation is one more natural, right? People like, like that, and I don't like to sound preachy, so I always criticize myself. Like, did I sound too preachy when I was telling people that they're wrong because they do something? <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, so that's a constant worry of mine. But the great thing is, is now that we've got you on board, um, we can leverage uh, your experience and your knowledge on all of the topics that you've had in life. And so, one of the things, you know, I wanted to ask is, what do you do for your your job today? Yeah, so my main profession is uh, I'm an instructor. So I I've been have been a science instructor for probably ten years now. I I started as a high school instructor. I um, was teaching in Louisville, Kentucky for quite some time. Taught there for about five years, and and now I'm in uh, Lenore, North Carolina, teaching at uh, Cobble Community College, teaching chemistry there. And I also teach educational leadership courses. So I've been an instructor in that capacity too, uh, teaching about a variety of different education courses. Um, right now I'm teaching part-time also at Lee's McRae College. Um, I also do um, a lot of other things on the side. I'm trying not to uh, um, do too much, trying to take a break on some of these things now uh, that things are quieting down quite a bit. And always uh, in this time of year, um, when the school year is kind of slowing down a little bit because we're getting near the end here, but um, it's an interesting time to be working in the education profession because everything's going online right now. And so it's a, uh, it's been really interesting, but I, I love what I do. I've been a teacher for, for quite some time and really enjoy it. That is, that is awesome. Caldwell Community College is an alum for me. I went there for my associates and uh, I loved it. I love the school, I love the teachers. I participated in the uh, National Society of Leadership and Success uh, I think Kim Lackey runs that or, or she yeah. did at one point in time. She does a fantastic job too. She's still there, still doing great work. Um, and I really enjoy the student body um, and all of the faculty and staff that are there. Just, it's a great organization. They do a wonderful job. 
It sure is. And, and my wife is an alum there. She got her ADN degree. And, you know, from my experiences and from some of the things I've actually talked to, you know, other people, like they have a knockout nurses uh, courses, you know, they have a great uh, program there for that. That's just awesome, you know. And I don't want to say the numbers because I don't know the uh, last time I heard they were in number seven in the state um, for nursing. So they do fantastic work. That's actually a program my wife is looking into getting into currently actually is their nursing program. And they just done um, amazing work in the past few years um, in their development of the program and really producing some amazing people from um, all that they do over there. So I'm really thankful to be a part of it, at least on the, the, the base uh, core science part of it. So yeah, it's really fun. That's awesome. And you know, me personally, I love the fact that I've got somebody that is in education that, that helps with this because now we can bounce ideas off and, and find the best ways to help people um, digest the content, right? Because, you know, we typically have, you know, 15 minutes is what I kind of uh, set the podcast at. Now, if it goes longer, I'm okay with that because sometimes <laughs> I think that a message actually needs that. But making sure that we hit what's impactful and digestible and something that we can walk through, you know, in multiple episodes. Uh, as you know, the podcast, um, its original foundation was talking with God. Uh, it's a simple message. The name of the podcast conveys that. Our goal is to encourage people to spend more time talking to God. And, you know, so every time that I look at podcast episodes, that's one of the things I think is like, how can I take what I'm talking about and make it comfortable for people to talk about with God. And so that's one thing I want to ask is, is prayer a comfortable part of your day? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I really, I like that question. And I think it's such an interesting um, time to talk about prayer uh, in our world, because I think um, that it's, it's sometimes um, with all the hustle and bustle of the day to day, uh, it's hard to find a quiet place to uh, to have prayer, honestly. Um, and I think that it's something that God has been working on me on a lot with recently is just finding a quiet place to really focus on my prayer life. Uh, I recently read a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by um, John Mark Comer. Mm -hmm. And he um, wrote about the idea of just getting into a place where you can just be with God. Um, and it's helped me a lot to find a quiet place to sit and just listen and talk to God. Um, and when I have that time, I feel like I can be open to talk with God about my struggles, uh, successes, and, and, and prayers for others. Um, I've started kind of a prayer journal. Uh, I did it when I was younger, but I started doing it again now uh, because I feel like it helps me um, keep updated with the prayer needs of people around me as, as opposed to just saying to someone, you know, I'll, Oh yeah, I'll pray for you. Or, you know, you're in my prayers, like really making an effort to do something about it. Like really saying, okay, I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to pray for you. And then, you know, and passively not really do anything about it. It's like, look, I'm going to put this in writing. I'm going to make sure that this is a focus for me when I have that quiet time where I can sit down and just be like, Hey God, I'm going to bring these, concerns to you. And it's cool too, to kind of go back and look and see like, here's where I've seen God work in these different places in my life and in the lives of other people. Um, but 
this is, it's not an area I've had for a long time. Uh, it's not something that, you know, the Persian is not something I've kept for a long time growing up. Uh, but now it's something that I really have, have begun to focus on in the last year, uh, just to begin to really make a concrete effort to pray and, and bring these needs to God. And um, I think, uh, too, within my prayer life, um, I have been working more on, in a creative capacity. Like that's something um, Madeline Lingle talks a lot, a lot about this in faith and uh, art and faith. And she talks about how for, for people who, who write music or write poetry or, or write in general, um, you know, a lot of times we can really have conversations with God through creative work. And that's something I really enjoy doing too, is just kind of like sitting, you know, going outside, going out there doors and just listen to, you know, how can I communicate with God in this capacity? How can I see his creative work and you know, try and find that connection uh, to him through the, his natural uh, world that he's made. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I, I'm not a, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess everyone can say that they're not, uh, you know, <laughs> there are times when I wish I had prayed when, you know, I'm in the car or something like that um, where I want to be praying more. And it's something I'm, I'm actually really excited about this. Cause I, I think, um, you know, you learn so much more when you talk about things and you, you dig deeper into things. So, uh, through teaching like chemistry, I dig so much deeper into chemistry when I teach it. So this is really exciting to have someone to talk about prayer, uh, because it helps me dig in deeper into this and, and the understanding of scripture within prayer and, and how it can just dig deeper into our prayer lives. So I'm really excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. It definitely will be, and uh, you talked you touched on some things that uh, I, I was planning on asking you about, and I'll just highlight them. Uh, so for me, the thing that I struggle with is finding quiet time. Um, you know, I, I make it no secret I've got eight dogs, I've got two kids and a wife, and I know you've got a wife and children too. So it it can be hectic. Is is that probably the one your biggest struggle is finding quiet time or that oh, separation? Yes, I I think that. You know, I have a separate room in my house that I actually go to that's kind of like a, a sacred space for me uh, to where I can just go and, you know, it's, um, you know I'm going to be gone for 30 minutes. I'm just going to get You're away. More... You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's that space where I can just kind of um, say, you know, I, I've got to turn everything off. You know, I've got to just not have any other distractions to where I just, I intentionally, you know, come to God. It, it's, it's with, um, you know, understanding, approaching it with a mindset of I'm going to intentionally do this to make sure that I'm carving out this time to where I can just talk to God. And I think it's different than just saying, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I do pray and, you know, I pray over dinner or something like that. It's like, well, do we take the time to actually intentionally be like, you know what, God, I'm just going to turn everything off, just see what you have to say. And sometimes, you know, it's just a time to just shut everything off and just breathe for a minute and just, you know, listen to your heartbeat. And other times God's talking and, and, you know, you get ideas and, and you have these conversations, but um, I, I don't think any times like another, I think it's always different. Like there's always, I mean, and sometimes it's one thirty. I think I woke up at one thirty in the morning one time. And I was like, I just had this song on my heart that I wrote down and, and it was a really cool uh, kind of time to have a conversation with God through creative songwriting. And it was fun. It was cool. That's awesome. And, you know, and one of the things that, that I do and, and uh, you know, we, we have uh, small groups together. So, you know, I've talked about it and you, you do it too, is the prayer journal. Um, it, it holds you accountable. It makes it intentional. And sometimes you need that intentionality to, to keep that connection, not only with God, but 
with the people that actually are interacting with you and saying, hey, I have this need. Because like, like you said, it's it's very, very easy. Like, I'll pray for you. And then, you know, five minutes later, you're stuffing your face with a cheeseburger. Or, you know, a show that you like comes on and that's out the window. Whereas if, if you if you write it down or make a note of it, and put it on your, you know, calendar or part. Make it part of your, min, you know, your night ritual to, to review who you need to pray for, and you keep that in a book. You can actually keep track of it. Yeah, and, and I've found that I actually get to go back and be like, oh, I I need to check with this person and see. And it really helps you kind of build relationships with people. Um, a lot of times when you're like, hey, I've been praying for you about this can you update me? How's it going? What's, what's the status? And, and it's also really encouraging just to see God work um, because you can see when the situation was going on and then how he's impacted this person or the person that they've asked you to pray for. Uh, so I really, that's been super helpful just to build relationships with people that they see like, Oh, this person was really listening to me and, and actively listening to my needs and, and taking it before the throne for me. So I've I've really liked that kind of side of it, which I'd never thought of before. I thought it was just about prayer, but really there's these um, kind of sidebar impacts, I guess you can call it. I don't know. That's probably a horrible way of defining that, but it's, you know, these uh, veins of of ministry that you really don't think about, but it's like, if you just open yourself up to prayer, it's like God's going to do things. And and I didn't see that component of it before, but I thought it was really cool to see how it impacted my relationship with other people just by saying and asking, Hey, how is this thing that you were needing prayer for? How is it turning out? What's going on? And can you update me? So that that is awesome. Uh, you know, and along with just prayer journaling, other other you know tips that that you use that you can share to you know get you that mindset that allows you to have focused prayer time. You know, besides separation and having a prayer journal, are there other things you do? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think avoiding distractions as much as you can. Um, Turning off the, you know, there's, there's an interesting study that says, you know, when, you know, there's, there's listening to classical music and there's listening to music you like, but it's actually been found if you just turn off the music that you actually retain a whole lot more uh, in regards to the educational side of, you know, listening to music and trying to study. But I found, found that just by turning off music and just, you know, having that quiet time with God where there are no distractions, you know, I cut off everything. I turn off the phone. I turn off the watch. I don't even think let, you know, time be an issue. I, I don't want, you know, my, I've got, you know, the smart, smart watch. And so I, I don't want that going off or anything like that. Uh, but it's really a time just to talk with God. It's not like, you know, I want to just, you know, have, you know, pray and not listen. It, it, talking is a conversation. It's you're listening and you're talking back and forth. Um, you know, you're having a conversation. Um, my favorite times of, uh, when I'm, when I've got the quiet place uh, and talking with God uh, is just to kind of, you know, be in a, a place where I'm, I have set it aside. Like there's a, there's like a chair in my room that I sit in. And so it's kind of like, I know this is my space that God and I can have a conversation, not to say that it's just limited there, but it's kind of nice to have a, a, an identified space in your home. And I think you used the term war, war room before, uh, but something like that. It's like, look, this is my time when I'm focused, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, when, when we're in a relationship uh, with, a, with our spouse, you know, we have like the, it's like going on a date. It's like, this is intentional. I'm, I'm focusing on you during this time. And um, that's kind of been something that I've been working on of, of more recently is just like be intentional and find that place where, where you can um, turn the distractions off. Um, 
one big thing for me recently was uh, finding um, finding out that God is more responsive in my prayer as well. Like um, I think the question was uh, some tips for prayer uh, and realizing that when I'm praying, uh, it's not just praying to a wall. I'm not just, you know, it's not just out in the air and God's going to grab, you know, this component of my prayer or this component of my prayer and see how it, it meshes with his, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't kaleidoscope of, of, intention or kaleidoscope of his will or something like that. It's like God is responsive and it's constantly in the old Testament and, and in, in the new Testament in scripture where the um, individuals have prayed for something and God has responded. And it's not like he just said, well, I, he's not just doing it free of their prayers. It's like they prayed and then God responded to that prayer. So that has really opened up my prayer life a lot too, is realizing that uh, it's not just saying, you know, God, you know, whatever your will is, let, let that be done. It's like, look, pray for your needs, pray for the things that, that doesn't mean that God's going to, you know, give you a brand new car or something like that. It's like, he knows what's best for us, but he still responds to us uh, through our, you know, what, what we ask for and, and the things that we need in this life. And um, realizing that and realizing in the scripture where individuals had prayed and then God responded uh, has kind of opened up my prayer life a lot more uh, because I realized it wasn't just, you know, me praying to an, a God who had no emotion or a God who didn't respond at all. It's like, no, God listens and, and he will, re, uh, he will respond. And there's a really great chain and chain song that talks about God's responsiveness too, which I really like. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I like that you bring that up. Cause I know a lot of times it can feel like you're doing like prayer kino, right? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you'll hit the jackpot and God'll, God'll listen and he'll, you know, grant some, some request, whatever it may be. So that, that can be a challenge. Um, so going back to the prayer journal, you know, knowing that you can look back and, and see the impact that, you know, that God and, and prayer has on your life. Can you share a time where you actually experienced that? Like you experienced the impact of the power of prayer? Oh man. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so many different times I could probably talk about uh, when um, I really was waiting for God and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put this out here. And I, um, one specific instance, we were waiting on a, we were waiting on a house. Um, <laughs> we um, had a, a house. We were really, we had never bought a house before. We were, um, we didn't have any, uh, I guess, support to get a home. Like we didn't have the right credit. We didn't have the right income. We didn't have the right, uh, you know, stability or, or, you know, all the different variables that go into buying a home. And I really just felt um, that God was like, just persevere, keep praying over this and keep pushing forward uh, because the windows are going to open and the doors are going to open for this situation, but you just need to keep praying. And I think uh, we got to, <laughs> we got to a situation where we were on the last day uh, the, the owners of the home were saying, you know, if you can't, uh, if you can't get a loan by one o'clock, I think was the, uh, the time, if you don't get a loan, a loan approved, um, by one o'clock, we're going to back out and we're going to go somewhere else. Cause I can get a loan anywhere. There was nowhere that any, anyone would give me a loan, not to give you too much information, but, uh, <laughs> there was nobody who would give me a loan. And so I said, God, I don't know. I like, I feel, you know, you were, you're drawing us to this and you were, you know, this was the direction you were pulling me in, but I, I can't get a loan anywhere. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I can't, there's no other way for me to do this. And, uh, and I just prayed in my, on my, in my Ford truck as I was, I don't, which I don't have anymore. Uh, but I was praying in my Ford truck going up the road 
um, just saying, God, I don't know what you want me to do. He's like, just go into, I know you've already been here, but go in here, go into this, go into this bank. I know you've already gone in. I know you've already said no, or they've already said no, but go in. And so I went in and I said, I said, look, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I, I don't, I, you've already said no. Um, is there, is there something we can look at? Is there anything that we didn't do? And she put up, you know, the, the loan officer put up her computer. She's like, oh, actually, I didn't think about this. And then they approved the loan in 15 minutes before everything was about to cancel out. Now, keep in mind, I went everywhere. I went to like mortgage, uh, what do they call it, company, like uh, rapid mortgage or quick fire mortgage or something like that. Like I rocket? went to, yeah, rocket mortgage. There you go. I went to all of those places and I got nothing from anyone. And, uh, and then I just, um, I prayed about it and I kept praying. And God just answered that prayer for me. Um, and we got the loan and we got the house and, um, you know, it's in Greensboro now and now we live in the norm, but it's, it's still okay. Uh, you know, it just kind of shows you that if you continue to, to pray and just listen to God and listen to his direction, that, that doors open up, um, you know, it's, and it, kind of in my prayer life, I think what I found is, is God never is, um, quick to, to respond in the way that you think, uh, most of the time, uh, I usually find that God, uh, he's never late and it's always like perfectly on time. And it wasn't what I wanted. It was what I needed, uh, which has been really interesting to see over my, you know, the lifetime that I've been on this earth, uh, is that God really steps in, in the areas where you were, you needed that intervention and, or you needed him to do something. Uh, he shows up right in the moment when, when he was, when it was most timely, because when you look back on it, like, well, if he had shown up here, then this would have happened or that would have happened. And, and so often I think about, wow, man, if God had done that thing back then, it would have turned out really badly because I can see down the road how that would have impacted me. If I'd, if he had answered my prayer this way, but instead down the road, I saw how he was, how he was working all things and, and the verse he's working all things for my good. It, it's so true. I mean, he's, mm -hmm. he is working all things for our good. We just may not see it until, you know, it's the time for us to see it. So now that is that is awesome. And you know, one of the great things about stuff like that is, like, if I remember rightly uh, from what you've told me, is, you know, you got the house, and then like six months later, you start working at Caldwell Community College or something like that. Right, right. You know, and so it's like, you know, God gave you something to get you there for a short period of time because He knew that you needed that, but He had the college and stuff ready for you. Uh, you know, because from what you've told me, you were like an assistant, and now you you teach the chemistry, right? Like the whole full course and whatnot. Yes. So I, when I first started there, I, you know, I saw, um, they didn't have a, a chemistry course, uh, available, uh, and in, in Boone. And, uh, and I was like, wait, if you need someone to teach part-time, I'll be glad to do that. Not knowing, you know, six months down the road or a year down the road, um, that the whole full-time position was going to open up. I was just like, you know, I, I see this as a possibility that you might need some assistance here. So I was doing that part-time and then a, the full-time door opened up. Not, I didn't even know that was coming. Uh, but then, you know, that door opened wide and it's like, again, God, you know, putting those puzzle pieces together um, that we don't see, you know, we just, we just ask like, uh, and my prayer, um, at least I try and keep this constantly is, you know, just let me be open to your, you know, the direction you lead me and help me not to think so much about like, Oh, well, does this work for me? Like, is this going to work for my schedule? It's just like, be obedient. Uh, you know, listen to where God's saying, you know, sometimes you just need to go down a, 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 a different road for a minute and just see like, Hey God, is this where you're directing me? And, and, 
and pray about it and just be like, because sometimes he's taking you somewhere that's going to take you way further along than you'd ever imagined just if you're obedient. And that's something that I've been, you know, working on too, is just being like, God, I just need to be quiet and listen to what, you, you know, you're, you're telling me to do the direction you're telling me to go. And, and, and again, he works it all out for our good. So it is. And that reminds me of Philippians three fourteen. I, I literally just made a shirt for our pastor yesterday for, for this verse, but you know, one of the things he likes to say is press on. Right. And so it comes from, from that verse is I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And, and we know what our ultimate goal is, right. But we have to go through some of those sometimes painful, painful things. And, um, it's funny that you had brought up, you know, the unanswered prayers thing. And, and yes. now if God had answered that, then, you know, because when I talked to Ryan Hugley, who <clears throat> was the person I did interview last time, he's a pastor. He pastored me and my wife for like a year. And then he planted a church in, in Salt Lake City where there's like less than 3% of penetration for Christians there. It's just, you know, they're a city in need. And uh, he, he was talking about the same thing. And yeah, as soon as he said it, and even now when you said it, the first thing he pops in the mind is Garth Brooks. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, I share Philippians 3.14 with you, but, um, you know, and this is pretty much my, my last question. Um, do you have a favorite passage from the Bible? It's something that you carry close to your heart that, you know, not only does it get you through those tough things, but it shapes how you interact with the world. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And um, one of the verses um, that I've been thinking about a lot lately and, and throughout my life is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which is, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. It's not just um, this, uh, God's kind of making it up as he goes along. Um, it's, it's, it's not just for now, it's for what's coming. And, uh, and I really, really, uh, that verse has kind of been a, a life verse for me um, because there's always been, I think my wife and I have lived in, oh, nine different houses in our 11 years of marriage. And it's kind of like, sometimes I don't, I don't necessarily know what the next step is and, and how that's going to impact me. But I know that God has plans for me. He has um, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me hope in a future. And I think as long as we let that drive us forward, then we always know that it, he's, he's working it all out. He's got, he's got it all, you know, he knows the plans, you know, he's, he knows the roadmap. So just don't, don't sit here worrying about, you know, in the, you know, worrying how we worry about everything nowadays, especially, you know, if you turn on the news for five minutes now, you're going to be concerned about whether you're going to eat tomorrow with, <laughs> with seeing the way the world is. Or have toilet like, paper. <laughs> Absolutely. And when, when we are um, longing for those basic needs and we, we don't know how those basic needs are going to be taken care of, it's kind of like, look, man, and Jeremiah 29, 11 says, Hey, he knows what's going on. He knows the plans he has. Um, and my hope through all of this is that people kind of begin to turn more to prayer and be like, you know what? I've relied on my bank account. I've relied on my uh, 401k for so long to find hope. And when that hope breaks down, it's like, hey, look, this has been here for, you know, I don't know when the book of Jeremiah was written <laughs> on the top of my head, but, you know, this has been here for this many years and for so long throughout history. And, and it's been here to tell us, like, look, we're putting our hope in these things. We're putting our, uh, our outlook on things that are going to break down. And when uh, I had an old pastor of mine 
who, who just fantastic. And he always brought it back to the same principle, which was, where's your identity? You know, is your identity in, in the, you know, your, your car or your children or your spouse, because the more and more we put our identity in those things, the more and more they're going to continue to let us down. And when those things are gone, then we see where we were truly finding our hope. And, you know, God knows that, Hey, his plans are to give you hope. His plans are to give you a future. But when we rely on those things, then that hope and that future falls apart. So that's kind of what I continue to kind of bring people back to when I have conversations like, Oh, I'm really anxious or I'm stressed. I'm like, look, God's got it all worked out. He's the, he knows the plan and uh, we, we don't have to worry about it. So. Yep. And, uh, and that, you know, it's completely true. And you know, your verse actually kind of pairs with the one that I carry for myself. And, and that's Hebrews 10, 23. It's let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who has promised is faithful. And, um, you know, I love it, it. you can find that in the Bible said so many different ways because we as humans are just stubborn and we need it explained to us 10,000 different ways. And sometimes we need a flood and sometimes we need to be led through the desert. Um, and, you know, we're, we're kind of in a, in a period with that right now, right? We're, we're facing something that we've not faced in a hundred years and churches are finding it painful to keep connection with, uh, you know, their parishioners and, and, you know, but they're also finding new ways to reach out that either they hadn't explored, thought were a bad way to do it, or just didn't know how, and so they're being forced to learn. Uh, so that that's it's it's an interesting time, like you said, that we're in. Um, well, know, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, and two, you know, you saw, you know, if the church could survive uh, the Roman Empire and and it could survive you know, uh, the catacombs and, and, you know, the, the, ho the house churches where people could not even talk about God, uh, out in public. Um, if the church can grow there, um, how much more can it grow now when we have this opportunity to, um, work online and work via social media and, and encourage people that way. Um, I'm hoping that people see that through all this, God can work in the day to day, you know, it's, and, and I think now people are realizing like, Oh wait, God's not just on Sunday morning. God's just not in the worship on Sunday morning. There's so many opportunities. And I'm seeing a lot of encouragement online uh, via social media for people for the day to day. Uh, just, you know, whether it's verses or, or poetry or music that people are just sharing online um, to help encourage people. And I think we've needed this encouragement for a long time. And there have been people who needed this encouragement, but now People are beginning to do more of it, and it's really beginning to address some of these issues, uh, which I really like to see. So it's a great time to be alive, man. I'm excited about it. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, we're uh, this is a really important week for, for us as Christians, especially these, these four days, right? Because today's Friday, and we've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we had Monday, Thursday yesterday. Uh, we we had you know we did communion with the church and everything and we did that online and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, you know, but one of the things that that I want to leave people with uh, as a final thought here is that Sunday's coming, and if you need more proof than just words in the Bible that God's going to be uh, faithful to us, just look at what happens on Sunday. Absolutely. You know. Uh, again, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, you know, do the interview with me and allow me to introduce you to my small part of the world. Uh, and I hope that, uh, 
you know, we continue to work it and just do some really, really awesome things. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. I, I look forward to encourage people to talk with God more. Uh, I think this is a great, a great benefit to the community. So I'm excited to be a part of it. It is. It, 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 I think, I think it'll be fantastic. And, and we'll lean on to some people that we know locally that, uh, you know, we know that they have interest in, you know, not, a, not only affect, um, you know, the wide world of the internet, but uh, focus, make sure we focus on our own backyard. Those are the people that are closest and, and nearest and dearest to us, you know. Uh, one one last thing, Joshua, will you, uh, will you pray for us? Absolutely, yeah. Um, dear Jesus, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to pray, for the opportunity for you to bring your spirit here that we still feel you in our lives. You still gave us the Holy Spirit. You did not leave us here uh, in a broken world where we cannot communicate and we cannot connect with you uh, every minute of every day. And uh, I just want to pray that through this Holy Week, through this time of reflection on the sacrifice that you paid and and your resurrection and the joy that we are no longer um, slaves to sin in this world, that you have defeated death um, through this reminder that people would come to a greater understanding, a greater depth of knowledge of who you are, um, that they would begin to grow in their prayer lives, that they would begin to connect with you more. Um, We're thankful that you knew the story uh, from the beginning to the end uh, when you were sitting there having um, bread and and wine with your your people on the night before you were betrayed, that you knew this is a continuation from Exodus, that this the night you were eating was Passover when death came into this world and and the firstborn was taken in Egypt, that you knew that the symbolism behind all that, you still continued that story even to show that you're defeating the death that came into this world that night. Um, it was just an amazing continuation that we see you in the beginning and we see you in the end and we see you continually in our lives. And we just so... Uh, appreciative that uh, we can celebrate um, in this country right now where we are, uh, that we have the freedom to, to celebrate. And I hope that we can continue to celebrate together through this difficult time. We want to pray for everyone suffering uh, through the virus that's um, going around right now, that you would bring people comfort, that you would take away that stress and that anxiety. Um, help us to remember that you know the plans you have for us, uh, not to harm us. Uh, plans to prosper us and plans to give us hope in our future. And we pray this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, man. I love you. We love your family and I will talk to you later. Cool, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank, thanks for joining me. Yeah. All right. Bye. Right, have a good one, buddy. Bye. <laughs>
We're on all major podcast platforms, and even if it's just two people, maybe your whole Facebook or Twitter, whatever you're comfortable with, we're happy to have that. It would mean the world to us, because every little bit helps us get discovered and allows us to share God's message to the world. We hope that by sharing this prayer with you, that you are encouraged to pray more often and more comfortably. And most importantly, your relationship with God grows in talking with Him. If you'd like to share a prayer, check out the link below and contact us. We love you and hope that you visit us again next week.